Welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm Dr. Gene Bresson. And I'm Dr. Steve Schlossman. And we're child psychiatrists at the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Here's what we'll talk about today. So this week, we're going to talk about the increasing pressures that high school kids, maybe especially juniors, but I think it's a lot more kids face as they prepare to get ready for college. And I really think this has increased over the last maybe, what, five, ten years? I don't know. What's your sense of that, Gene? Well, I, I, there's certainly more applications with the Common App, uh, but I've, I've seen, you know, in my patients and in friends and in family members that there's greater pressure for all kinds of things, grades, SATs, ACTs, standardized testing. Well, but wait, maybe this is a good thing. I mean, look, kids are working harder, right? They're getting better scores on their SATs. They're more than ever going to college. Why are we worried about this? Well, for one thing, I think many parents will say that jobs are scarce. Uh, in you know, years and years ago, you didn't need a college degree, but now you have to have a college degree, if not a master's degree. Some will argue that you need to be at an elite or a name brand university to even get close to a job. And you know, frankly, these pressures I think go back to like early elementary school. They start really early. Yeah, no, so, so this is why I think we needed to talk about this as, as child psychiatrists and as parents and also as people who are you know, at least purportedly going to try and offer some advice on how to help kids through this potentially difficult time. My daughter is a freshman in high school right now. She already knows the names of schools, which is utterly foreign to me. When I was growing up, I, I really had no idea what colleges were out there other than University of Kansas because everybody played basketball. So there is a change. I think it's regional. But what I'm wondering is, is this a bad change? Is it a neutral change? What can we do? What do we do to control this? Well, I think some of it is difficult for kids because they're told, you know, you've got to be the top student. You've got to be the, you know, the the chief uh, of of every single thing. You've got to be the Chief of the track team, you got to be, you got to be a play a unique sport like pole vaulting or fencing because that'll get you in. You got to do community service. Some schools build that in. You know, you got to play the violin. All kinds of things that when I went to school, you know, you went to class, you got grades. Yes, we had to take the SATs, but there wasn't, you know, incredible pressure. There wasn't tutoring for well, right, SATs. So here, here's I, I hear everything you're saying, um, and and you and I have talked about this before. If a child comes into my office and says, I'm working so hard, I got to do all these things. I've been told by my college counselor, by my parents, somebody, I got to do all these things. I think the first thing I ask them is, how are you going to be happy? I mean, you got to do that. Right. That that actually comes before all of this. And it, maybe that's what's lost. But you know something? One question I have is, how can a kid be happy when they're under such pressure from parents, from teachers, from other students? So look, let's just step back for a second because kids are going to involve their parents one way or another and parents are going to be kind of leading the charge. And one piece of advice that I would give is that parents of all people need to step back and take some perspective. You know, what is really important about college in my view is being happy, is feeling good about yourself, is making connections with other kids. It's really the inner personal and social aspects of college. That's what made me happy. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, we have a colleague, Steve Durant, who's a psychologist here in the department, whom I adore, by the way. He has this thing that he says to kids. Um, he says, college is three really good friends and a professor or two that you really learn to respect and love. That's it. That's what college is. And that's a lot. And 
you know, I, I think that's a really helpful piece of advice to, to offer to kids, to our own kids, to our patients, as well as to their parents, that this is not a make or break thing. The make or break is whether you have self-esteem, whether you feel good about who you are. That's actually where we can, we can actually make a difference. Well, so let me ask you a question. Um, how do you know that the college is going to be a place where you can feel good, where you can develop your self-esteem, where you can make these connections? I mean, you go to colleges and it's random. I mean, you have a snapshot of one guide who might be great or might be really terrible. You know, you may go on a rainy day. You may go on a beautiful fall day in New England where the leaves are changing. And you get a snapshot, and how do you know it's the right place? So it's it's a really interesting question. I've seen so many kids who have done exactly that. They happen to go to a college campus on a day when it's either beautiful or not so beautiful. The guide is either beautiful or not so beautiful. All those things make a difference. I think we need to help the kids to take a step back, to sort of say, look, this was one day of what could be the next four years or more of your life, or... If you're not comfortable making this decision yet, there are actually options other than college at this point. Right. So so one of the things that I kind of advise the parents who come to me is, you know, I say, look, first of all, who's making the decision? You or your kid. So maybe parents need to actually ask their kids what's important to them. It's important that you go to a school that has great basketball. Is it important that you go to a school in the country? My kids actually made the decision. They were not going to stay on the East Coast. They wanted to go to small colleges in the Midwest because they wanted to get so, out of here. Right. So if the parents say, but wait a minute, this is $250,000. I'm, I'm investing in this or, or more. Why should they have any say in this? What, what would you say? I'd say you don't want to spend $250,000 and have the kids flunk out. Or, or be unhappy. <laughs> or be unhappy, because right. then you're wasting your money. Right. But the other thing is, for example, my oldest daughter came to, to me her senior year and said, you know, I'm not ready. I don't want to go next year. And, um, you know, my wife and I talked about it, and we actually followed her advice. She took a year off. She worked at a bookstore. She took a couple of art courses. And then she said, now I'm ready. And it was – it in retrospect – you know, she had a very tough junior and senior year in high school. She took that gap year, and she was really, really ready. And I would not have predicted that, you know, in advance. Right, and I think as, as gap years become, I mean, that wasn't even a term, you know, not too long ago, and now it's become a fairly regular term. As those become more common, there's less, um, you know, stigma associated with them. People really, you know, build really fascinating experiences that well, then... And sometimes colleges actually yeah. really welcome a kid that goes out and works for a year or two and, or does something really special, volunteers, and it, it actually helps the kid mature. It helps them make a better choice, it, and, it, and it may actually help them get in. Okay, so let me put you on the spot as, as we wrap this up. Kid comes in your office. You yourself have brought up, you know, lovely children. I've met them. Now a kid's in your office who's absolutely miserable, though doing quite well academically, but miserable, hating the amount of different things that she's being asked to do. And that's why she's there, because she's just saying, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. What do you say? The parents want her to do this. She's done. What, what's well, your first of all, I would, I would try to help her talk with her parents and express that she's really unhappy and that she's not going to be able to have a good time or achieve the way she wants to achieve or her parents want to achieve. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll bring the parents in and I'll speak to them. Now, you know, I'll speak to them with the kid or I'll find some kind of an ally in the family that might help the parents see the kid's perspective. I mean, a kid has to be ready. 
and a kid has to be ready to do the work in college and have fun and feel good about their achievements. And, you know, parents, for the most part, want their kids to do well. So part of our job is to help them determine whether they are ready because they might not know. They've right. just been following the script for so long. And too often we push, 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 push to do things earlier and earlier and overschedule our kids. And there's no rush. You know, many of the kids that I've seen who've done really well have just slowed down. Yeah, so let's let's wrap this up with this fact. And this is a fact, by the way. This is This is something that's been well-researched. When you look at the best predictors for success for adults at all ages, and this has been studied for 50-plus years – it's not the college you go to. It really isn't. It's not the SAT scores you get. It's, it's none of those things. It's the extent to which you feel good about who you are. It's the extent to which you feel good about the company you keep, the groups that you belong to. It's how happy you are. That's not just some crunchy thing to say. That is valid research, and that's what I think we need to help parents, society, schools, everybody keep front and center. That's really why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, because we really want our kids to be successful in life, ultimately. That is our goal. If you all have any questions, please do um, write into the website, ask us. Um, I'm Steve Schlossman. And I'm Gene Bereson. See you next time. Mm-hmm.